0: As you know, British Columbia taking steps to decriminalize small amounts of some illicit drugs as early as next year. So I think it's two and a half grams is their limit on, you know, hard drugs, methamphetamine, cocaine, opioids. That's what they're looking at. Um, That should happen January 31st in British Columbia. They had to get federal approval and Ottawa said, yeah, okay, go ahead. Um, They haven't move beyond some of the other calls that have been made around this when it comes to this. Decriminalization is just one aspect that's been put forward. You know about harm reduction with um, uh, safe injection sites, things like that. There's also uh, discussion around s- ensuring safe supply for drug addicts. So there's a lot, it, it's, a, it's a move in terms of taking it out of the justice system. Basically, that's what it comes down to, saying we aren't going to deal with this through the justice system anymore. We're going to deal with it uh, public health, Mental health, um, all those sorts of things, get it out of the justice system. So, what what does it mean? Where does Canada position itself in terms of globally starting down this path? We're not the first, but we're we're pretty close. We're we're front of the pack here. So, um, what can we learn, and what will we be teaching other countries as as we take this? This route. Let's find out. We're going to chat now um, with Jonathan Calkins, who's a professor and drug policy researcher at Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh. Um, professor Calkins, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. No, oh, good morning. It's a pleasure to be here. So when we talk about, you know, where Canada is in terms of uh, other countries and are, are we sort of way out in front here? Are we a vanguard? Are we doing things nobody else has ever done? Or are we sort of following behind a handful of other countries?
1: With decriminalization, you could say maybe falling behind a handful of countries or getting out to the uh, front edge. Supervised consumption sites existed in Europe before they existed in Canada, but Canada now has more than anyone else. And uh, safe supply would be going out
0: ahead of anybody else. Okay, gotcha. Fair enough. Now, uh, let's break those down because I think decriminalization is the big one. That is happening. Safe supply hasn't been dealt with yet, but decriminalization has. That's something that's going to happen in British Columbia coming up next year. Um, can we take a look? Are there other places around the world we can look at to find out how it's worked out? I mean, even in the United States, there's been some jurisdictions that have tried this, Right. Yeah,
1: minor, um, because we have overlapping municipal and state laws, and it's only municipal that have decriminalized anything other than cannabis. But there are there are other countries around the world that have decriminalized, um, and in general, it uh, has not led to radical changes. You know, the illegal market still exists. The supply is still in the hands of of criminals. It it can help the individuals not get criminal records. Um, So there there are pros and cons, but it's not a radical change, where safe supply is a radical change.
0: Um, When it comes to safe supply, The experience that, you know, if we want to take a look at what's going on, because that's definitely something that's being talked about a lot, uh, including in British Columbia. Can you take a look at what's gone on in other jurisdictions and say, okay, it's a good idea or it's a bad idea, or we would be so far out in front if we took that step, there's really no other, you know, cases we can look at?
1: There's no other cases for heroin, fentanyl, cocaine, methamphetamine. So you can say safe supply now happens for cannabis, and safe supply has existed for a long time for alcohol and caffeine. The big nervousness that some people have is arguably prescription opioids were provided by safe supply. Right? They were provided by the medical system. uh, Doctors were prescribing, uh, and yet they killed tens of thousands of people. So um, th- there are obvious pros of safe supply for the people who are already dependent, but uh, the big question mark is whether or not it would increase the number of people who used and became dependent. And there really are not models around the world for doing that with the quote-unquote hard drugs.
0: Interesting. Um, when we talk about drug policy, is, is it becoming more accepted that... Um, these kinds of actions will be more effective or is the jury still out? Because uh, there's definitely two schools of thought, even within the province of Alberta where we are, where you have people advocating for, you know, all the harm reduction elements, the safe supply and safe consumption sites and all those sorts of things. And then you have a lot of pushback saying, no, as you say, you know, will it just increase the number of people using these substances? Will it increase overdoses? Is, is there, are, do we have enough data around that to make an informed decision?
1: Short answer is no. It's going to be it's going to be a gamble. Um, whoever goes, yeah. Uh, the big the big thing is you know, it, it, like I said, it helps the people who are already going to be dependent anyhow. They're visible. They're in front of you. You see them. You want to be compassionate towards them. But then there's this question of how much do the high prices and illegality prevent other people from? using and becoming dependent, and then there's the short-run, long-run. It's going to help in the short-run because it's going to help people who are already there who are dependent, and the downside risk would be in the long-run. And complicating it is it's to some degree irreversible. Uh, it is a step that would be very hard to undo if it turned out badly. So I see. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's a very high-profile, uh, important choice, and you are right that opinion is very intensely divided on it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and, and probably will be. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's the way this discussion has always gone. Jonathan, great insight. I appreciate your time today. Thank you.
1: Uh, my pleasure. Have a great
0: day. You too. That is Jonathan, Jonathan Calkins, who is a professor and a drug policy researcher at Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh.